Welcome to History, where I get to share the many stories of the Bible and Jesus. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, and I want to share the good news with you. So last time, we looked at some miserable circumstances that take place in our life that causes us to wonder, is life pointless? For instance, we talked about failed marriages, or maybe friends who have turned their backs on us, maybe the feeling of loneliness, or having to endure poor or ailing health. And so the question we tackled was, you know, what's the point of it all? Is life seemingly meaningless? Well, not everyone sees it that way. In fact, for some, it's not so much that life is meaningless, it's more of, well, how can I overcome those moments where I'm facing anxiety or depression or anger? We all have moments where we experience what it's like to go through anxiety or we experience the loss and so we've got like depression or anger. We don't necessarily have to be in absolutely miserable circumstances to experience these moments, but they do happen to us nonetheless. And there are a number of behind-the-scenes causes that can also influence these onsets of welcomed or unwelcomed moments. It could be dietary or hormonal changes that go on. It could be trauma or maybe for whatever the reasons are, we experience mental illness. Of course, the Bible is never meant to be some kind of a medical encyclopedia that provides remedies to handle these situations. But somehow, Western Christianity comes across in the sharing of God's Word as such. Instead, the Bible addresses the dark realities of life and how we can move forward when facing these very moments. It is with an ultimate arrow that points to Jesus that brings us the very source of peace that we desire, the kind of peace that many in the world want to have but do not experience. To have this kind of peace, I believe we need to have a paradigm shift. So let's look at some circumstances that can cause anxiety or anger or depressing moments for just a minute. Let's take job interviews or maybe a test for a school final, or maybe you're having to go through some kind of a surgery, or maybe you're just going out on a date for the very first time. Or it could be something like this. You see some kind of injustice. Maybe someone who wrongfully judges another person's character. Or maybe you witness prejudice. And then consider these circumstances. The loss of a loved one. Or maybe experiencing divorce. You see, these kinds of moments from little things to great things all have an effect on us. And they bring about these feelings well, of anxiety or of anger or depression. These are events and circumstances that may or may not be life-altering. But you see, the perspective leading up to these events greatly affect 
the kinds of emotions and behaviors we experience. So a person who allows their anxiety to control their emotions may ultimately freeze during their job interview or during their final exam. Or the person who allows their anger to fester may actually harm another person because they want justice served. And then maybe the person who allows trauma to take hold of their emotions, whether it was the loss of a loved one or maybe the experience of divorce, that may in fact bring that person down into a deep depression. Did you notice I said allows, like allowing their anxiety to control their emotions or allowing their anger to fester or allowing a trauma to take hold? That may seem insensitive to a person who is actually caught up in these very moments of chaos where they are experiencing anxiety, anger, depression, whatever it may be. But that is, in fact, the paradigm shift that we can work toward, and it's not limited to you or me fixing our own problem. Again, it's a paradigm shift. It's how we mentally approach a given situation that will ultimately provide the path of peace that we so desperately want. And so when I'm talking about a paradigm shift, I'm I'm saying we're changing the way we think about a given situation. We think of it in a completely different way so that we get different results. Now, that's easier said than done. And there are other factors involved. For instance, it's not always a, quote, right or wrong, end quote, type of a situation to have emotions. I mean, that's just life. Life takes place and we have emotions. It's a natural part of who we are. But it can turn into a right or wrong situation because of the way we react to or through our emotions. For instance, the Bible says, be angry, but do not sin. So it's not the anger that's wrong. It's, it's the reaction with that anger. So having emotions are not necessarily wrong, but every human reaction to a set of given circumstances that we find ourselves in allows us the opportunities to do good through them or possibly do bad things through them. Well, let's see how this paradigm shift, this this change from emotional chaos to this concept of a peace that passes understanding Jesus taught us that the New Testament scriptures will teach us to have. For example, there are people who are worried about their physical well-being, right? So many in the world live in conditions much worse than, than many of us in our country. And yet, we are told that half of our country is literally one paycheck away from a life of homelessness. Well, the natural response for many of us in this society that that live this way, one paycheck away from homelessness, it brings about a state of anxiety because we want to make sure that all the bills are paid and that we can put food on the table and so on and so forth. So in fact, many suffer actually from acute anxiety, some even clinical depression because of this very worry. So again, remember the Bible is not this 
medical encyclopedia, but the Bible does address how we approach these moments. So here's the paradigm shift going from this worry to peace that is offered by Jesus. Here's what Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 6, verse 25 following. Jesus said, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, that is, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Again, Jesus is not trying to sound insensitive to the plight of those that lack the basic necessities of life. No, in fact, Jesus was always willing to help people who were hungry or thirsty or naked or in some great need. In fact, The New Testament scriptures actually shows us so many times that Jesus would heal people and not heal them just because, hey, I'm the son of God and I can do these things, but he really loved people and he wanted to see them well. What he is trying to do is to get people who meet him and hear his message to learn this. Again, your heavenly father knows that you need all these things to live. So seek him, seek his ways, and he will provide you with his care. In fact, the Bible has many other examples showing not only Jesus, but those who followed the way of Jesus, who would feed those who are hungry and who would help those who are sick. He showed them what it's like to love one another. And all of a sudden, you start seeing people change the way they think about life and the way they handle the difficulties of life. In fact, it is for that reason that the Apostle Paul, as a follower of Jesus, could learn how to be anxious for nothing. So, 
As a follower of Jesus and a man filled with moments in his life where there was moments of anger and anxiety and depression that could have easily caused him to be emotionally drowned in sorrow or in that anger or whatever it may be, here's how the Apostle Paul told others to live. He said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, the Apostle Paul said all these things, having experienced what it was like to be shipwrecked, to be stoned, to be whipped, by authorities, to be left for dead, to be hungry, to be left in the ocean. I mean, these are life experiences that he went through that could have easily, metaphorically speaking, drowned him in his sorrows or in anxiety. And yet he said these very words. So when you're faced with chaos or conflict, it may very well be very difficult to hear these words be anxious and pray to God and give him thanksgiving so that his peace will guard your heart and mind through Jesus. It may be very hard, but as difficult as it may be, realize that there are things that are outside your control, things that you cannot fix, things that you cannot make happen. And that is where your faith in God, who loves you and wants you to have peace, steps in. So, if you're struggling with the chaos of life today, realize God is waiting to have this relationship with you. He wants to connect his life to yours right now. He wants to give you the kind of peace that is difficult to understand, but is available to you. And he wants you to have that as you walk with him. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions about today's talk, please visit our website at franklinchurchofchrist.com or visit our Facebook page at franklinchurchofchrist.tn. Until next time, have a blessed day.